0: Bidzy's Small Business Society, number 146. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with bidzi Small Business Society Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99, that's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidsy.com. Email rob at bidsy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidsy.com. Thanks for joining me today for this episode of Bidsy Small Business Society. Dana Corey is with me today. Dana is an international speaker and high-performance business strategist that has helped hundreds of people transform from an entrepreneur with an idea into a CEO. Dana says, and I quote, be passionate about your life. If you're not, consider what makes your heart sing and do it every day so that you wake up every morning with a smile on your face, raring to go. Let's find out how Dana does it. But first, welcome, Dana Corey. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today?
1: Sure. Thanks, Rob, for having me. Hi, everybody. Um, more about myself. I live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. Uh, when I was 27, I decided that I never wanted to work for anybody ever again and I'd be a terrible employee. So, <laughs> good thing that I have my own company. <laughs> and like many entrepreneurs, I'm what you would call a serial entrepreneur. Like a Serial monogamous <laughs> entrepreneur, right? do write one thing after another, not many things at the same time. And there are all kinds. Um, something I'm really excited about right now is while I do, you know, I work with one on one with clients, and of course, I still am doing all the things that I usually do. I've just added. Two things to my repertoire that I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, and I'm so excited it's the fall because for me, the fall is always the beginning of the year. Um, I am creating a monthly, by invitation only, dinner in, in Portland where I live for seasoned entrepreneurs uh, because I have found that people who have been in business for a while who are making revenue uh, often feel very, very isolated, because either they're really stuck in their business, but oftentimes it's because friends and family don't really understand the challenges of being an entrepreneur, and so many entrepreneurs out there in the world are are in the process of getting to the point where they're seasoned, and the challenges at the startup level are really different than the challenges at the seasoned level. So I'm really excited to be offering this to the people in my community who just want somewhere to go and talk to people who really get them um, over a fabulous meal. So we're, I'm doing that. And for the first time ever, I'm creating a, a semi-private uh, coaching program for people who want the benefits of both one-on-one and that group dynamic that is so excited that i will just be group, so circles. They're circles for four people at a time. I'm really excited about that too. Wow!
0: So just spreading that wisdom, spreading and sharing that expertise, and it sounds like you're focusing more on again those seasoned entrepreneurs and those seasoned, uh, you know, business owners more at that C level. Is that right?
1: That is right. Um, really, where my genius lies is creating strategy and with people who have gone through the beginning phases and have use all the knowledge they have so far and all the drive and the motivation and the determination to get them to a place where their business is viable. and then they're like, "Oh my God, now what? And um, and that's really where my strategic mind is just turns on, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, so what do we do with that success exactly? Now, take us back. You talked about taking that leap into entrepreneurship. What was happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to launch a business that really helps others succeed in their businesses?
1: It's funny that you asked me that question because I think really there were two separate things that happened. One was back when I was 27 when I realized I didn't ever want to work for anybody again. And I think most entrepreneurs have this moment where they're like, I'm not, I am not going through quote unquote normal channels. I can't do the path that I, that people are telling me I have to do. I'm not made that way.
0: Yeah, we're unemployable in a lot of cases. Right?
1: Unemployable, right? And, and I think that for a lot of people, rather than a jump towards knowing how they can serve, is at the beginning, and I don't want that. It's a it's a movement away from something rather than a movement towards something, right? And so that's what happened to get me on this path to begin with, was a movement away from the norm. And then i have been in business for a long time. I, you know, worked, I did some direct sales, I did some network marketing, but I've been coaching since I was in my 20s for uh, both for, for friends and for for fun, <laughs> right, for fun. And in in the direct sales network marketing space, as you grow a business, so much of it is about coaching other people in being successful. And so after 15 years of that, I realized that I wanted to have a bigger conversation about that was really focused on business. Um and so I started. Uh, I started just coaching with some encouragement to, from some longtime business friends. Uh, because what I saw the need for was people were getting uh, the way I always put it is is chained, like handcuffed to their businesses, and people start had started businesses with the idea that it was going to give them some freedom and some flexibility. I mean, that is really why we're unemployable, right? But instead, they were finding themselves slaves to their own ideas. And without a lot of insight or even ability to step back to see, well, how could I, you know, uh, I hate this cliche, which is work smarter rather than harder, right? How can I do that? to give myself the space to have the life that I, I started this for without having my business go down the tube. And as I started coaching people in this particular niche, we, I found what an, inc- first of all, how valuable it was, how people really uh, were hungry for the second or third layer of entrepreneurial knowledge. And the, how ama- the amazing results that I can, that I can help people produce in their businesses, so that really they're working less hours, they're more satisfied than ever, they get to spend time with the people who matter to them, and they're bringing in more money than they ever have.
0: Yeah, and I mean just talking about that working smarter, not harder. I think it's Shay Carl that said, I mean, cliches are cliches for a reason because they're absolutely true. So I think we have to pay that a little bit of mind. So are you talking about then Dana, that you're creating systems for people to create some passivity in their business? Is that correct?
1: Well, that's part of it. And you know, the reason why I, I have up until now only work one-on-one is that everybody's journey looks really different. Right. And what, the skills that people have are so varied, so yes somebody somebody who's not really has never been really great at systems but is really good at client acquisition, for instance, they need some support around how do you even create a system what what is a system <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but then there are other people who need you know a client retention program there are people who need to know how to. Go from just being a solopreneur to hiring somebody in a way that's seamless, that works. Um, there are people who who are marketing to a very specific uh, market that have discovered that perhaps their marketing is slightly off. And so, how do we how do we fix that? There are others who haven't been tracking their finances or talk about revenue without talking about profit and expenses. And so we are plugging reven- we're plugging revenue. We're plugging leaks, money leaks so that more money stays in the business. So there's not one particular thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's important just to identify your weaknesses and obviously surround yourself with a network and a team that's going to help you with that. I think that's what you're speaking to, to a large degree. Now, um, Dana, you're enjoying some success, but I'm, Sure, it wasn't always that way. Tell us about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge, and our listeners are typically looking for the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge
1: Well, I will say about a year and a half half ago, I found myself i had i had i had been in business for about a year and a half i I had reached a six figure revenue in my first full year of business. Pretty amazing. But nobody told me how exhausted I would be and how I would feel like I was always on this client acquisition treadmill. Like I was always, I felt like I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to really give my all to my clients because I was always thinking about where was the next client coming from. And how, and it had a, uh, an effect on my health. Um, you know, I had to, I, I ended up having some health issues. I was so stressed and w- would find that I couldn't sleep at night because I was always worried about where the next client was coming from.
0: You have to maintain
1: that six figures. Oh, right? my gosh. Of, yeah. And it's so delib- de- debilitating. The thought process, the mindset, the fear, like that... that the adrenaline fear had just taken over uh, my body. And, you know, when you come from that place, you also sound really desperate. So people were not only not coming, they were running. And it was really, it was really, really hard. And I had an epiphany. I, I actually uh, was talking with a friend who's also a coach, and he said... Uh, that he had really simplified his business. And we had this conversation and I found myself saying that what I really believe is that the highest probability of the deepest transformation occurs in a one-on-one conversation over time. And he he was like, I just said that last week. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, right? So meaning of the mind, and what came out of that When I talked to him about about what he had done to get out of this rat race of client acquisition, it really set a spark for me. And in January, what I did was I completely simplified my business. And so I work with 10 clients, one-on-one clients at a time for a minimum of a year commitment. And I do two-day intensive, maybe, maybe, four or five times a year where people come to me in Portland and spend two days with me in my office. We work together, we eat together, we walk together and we create a strategic plan there. And that's all I've done all year since January. Those are the two things I've done. And what it has allowed me to do is instead of constantly chasing, chasing, chasing clients when I'm full, I put people on a wait list and I can put, all my energy into working with them and really being their partner, walking beside them, being their partner. And it has freed up so much at the same time as it's doubled my income.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is that you were... Clearly, spreading yourself too thin, and I think Dana, that we're doing a disservice to our clients and those around us when we aren't bringing our A game. And when you're spreading yourself too thin like that, obviously, there's just a plethora of problems that come with that—personal problems, health problems, pro- problems in your business. But again, all of that, uh, you know, disservice that is going to be translated onto your your client as well, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we just can't see it, right? Because we feel like, oh, well, of course I have to do this. This is what being an entrepreneur is all about. This is
0: the game. This is the hustle. This is the grind, right? Right.
1: And if I stop, the whole thing is going to come tumbling down. And th- that's really what I, I help people with. I have a, a client who I very rarely work with other business coaches, but I have a client who is a business coach. And when we first started working together, we he was in the same place. Working, working, working. Client acquisition, client acquisition. Work, 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 work exhausted and we shifted his business model and it's not the same, exactly the same business model as I have it's the business model that works for him and now he takes a week off every month to, ha- to be with his wife to, you know to take care of himself to go to the beach and it's amazing and his income has almost tripled
0: and just the amount of value and just the energy and the precision and the focus. And again, the value that he's giving to his client is, it's got to be exponential. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Now talk about some of your rewards specifically. Why is it so great to be Dana Corey?
1: Well, why is it so great to be Dana Corey? Oh my <laughs> God, there's so many awesome reasons. Um, first of all, I have an amazing partner, husband. Who supports me 100%. Even though entrepreneurship is anathema to to he, the idea of being an entrepreneur makes his skin crawl. He goes to work. He loves his job. He works really hard. He gets a paycheck every every two weeks. You know, he's he's got security and he loves that. And when we first met he really didn't understand entrepreneurship. And now over 15 years, he is so supportive. It's really remarkable. So that's number one. Number two, I live a, a, a travel. So for me, travel is one of my highest priorities. It's one of my uh, highest values because it's all about connection and personal growth and all of that stuff. And I grew up traveling. And so this year alone... I have been to Ireland for a week. I've been to Alaska. I am going to Mexico. And then we're going for three weeks to Morocco in December. You know, I work and I don't work. So sometimes when I'm traveling, I work a little bit. Sometimes I don't work at all. And sometimes I go knowing that I'm going to work in the morning and then play in the afternoons and the evenings. Uh, but I get to the thing that I love about that if I get to choose, for me, I'm not stuck. I have freedom of choice.
0: So what have you done specifically to create that location independence in your business?
1: Well, I uh, when I work with my clients, I work on the phone or online. I've got uh, international clients, and so we use Zoom or Skype or some, some kind of cyber-based, Program so that I don't have to be anywhere specific physically in order to to talk to my clients. Um, I, what else have I done? I have prioritized the, my values. I think that is probably the fundamental foundation of being able to live a life that I wake up into every morning like excited about is that it correlates with my values. And in order to have done that, first of all, I had to do the work to to really look to see what's important to me. And then it makes prioritizing easy. Um, And so, you know, for both me and my husband, one of the, the buckets of cash that we have is the travel bucket because that's a huge priority for us. Um, so prioritizing it is super important. Um, you know, if you haven't, the, if, as an entrepreneur, if you haven't sat down and figured out what your values are so that you can then have a measuring stick from which to prioritize every single thing that's coming into your life, that you know that the, every, every decision that you're making is based on, does it fulfill my values? then you're probably running around like a chicken with its head cut off.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you're probably just going to be spinning your wheels to, uh, you know, no defined end. So it's important, I think, even just to sit down and take pen to paper and give a voice to what's important to you, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, Dana, what's been most effective for you engaging with and growing your customer base? And here I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about really gaining some traction in what seems like a cluttered and crowded social media and marketing landscape.
1: Yeah, so that, that's the key word, right? People are... Tra- <laughs> key, key word is uh, social media or online. I don't do that. At That is not... I actually think that that is the least effective way to create a community of raving fans. Um, I have spent the last 10 years, 15 years consciously getting out into my community, meeting people, whether that's in Portland or in California or on the East coast or in Canada. I go there I attend events, I reach out to people that I want to meet so that I know them face to face. And I know a lot of people will say, oh my God, why do you do that? That's so much work. But I have a really large community of, or a network of people that know me and know who I am because I'm not, small talk isn't really my deal either. So if we're talking, we're really talking. Um, And I would say that that is the number one uh, place where my clients come from. Almost every single person who works with me has either been a referral or somebody who has talked to me in person. So, you know, I do a number of, of podcast interviews like this. And from here, people will reach out and we'll start talking. We'll have a conversation and things will move. And. And then people will become clients or at a networking event or whatever. But it, and then I take it online. We become Facebook friends. We connect on LinkedIn. Uh, maybe we're, we follow each other on Twitter. But that came after the relationship was created. I find mm-hmm. that it's much harder to gain traction with people I don't know over social media
0: a lot of us, we're almost dependent on this, uh, you know, spinning our wheels on social media. We think this is the only thing that we need to be doing and we're trying to crack that code. And while I think some of the really large influencers out there have cracked that code, a lot of us are just playing a game that we're destined to lose. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, and you know, here's the truth about the those people who have cracked that code and have made it really big. There was a time when Social media and cyber connection was new, and it was the thing, and it was the only way. And I think people are getting, well, this is my opinion, right? I think people are feeling isolated and disconnected from one another. Um, There's something that happens when you, there's a physical energy exchange that happens when you're in a room with somebody, or when you're actually looking at somebody's face or you can touch them, uh, that ha- people are missing that. People are missing being really heard and having a conversation rather than just, you know, social media is great, but let's all face it, it's, it's the gloss, right? It's, there's not a lot of real there. Um, and and so I think that there was a time when that wasn't really worked. But to be honest, I don't think it's working as well as it, it used to, mostly because people are, are isolated. They're, they're more savvy and jaded. And they've bought programs before, lots and lots and lots of programs online and discovered that either they're not motivated to do them or it wasn't everything that they thought, or it didn't touch the place in them that excited them enough to do the work and learn the thing. Personal growth is really hard to do alone.
0: Yep. And I think there is, um, you know, in face-to-face networking, I think it's a timeless art. Like we see that, you know, certain social media platforms, is kind of an ebb and flow. Uh, Some things will be more popular than others. Some will fall off totally. Um, But I think that there is a timeless art in face-to-face networking, right, Dana?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, people, some people will say, oh, but I'm such an introvert. I can't do that. But relationship is the basis of business if you can't create real relationships with your potential clients with your clients with your peers then your business is destined to be fragile even if you are making some money because People need that connection. And I'm not talking about those really big people who have been doing online sales forever. If you look at most of them, they've been around for five, ten years. And if you ask any of them, first of all, they'll tell you that it didn't start off that way. Right? They had it took a while to get there, but also it was a really different climate when they started.
0: Yep. And talking to that introvert, I don't think we need to be the stereotypical uh, extroverted loudmouth. We don't don't need to be the fast-talking extrovert to create connections. Just go out there, put yourself out there, be authentic, and create those connections, Dana, right?
1: Absolutely. And you don't have to go out every single day of the week to an event, right? Pick the community that speaks the most to you and then do take care of yourself in whatever way you need to take care of yourself, both before and after, so that you have the energy to be available to people when you go to the events. And no, you don't have to be the life of the party. Right? You just you just can strike up one meaningful conversation at a time.
0: Yeah, throw in a nice pair of shoes, take some business cards, and just go have a coffee. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, it's, it's as simple as that. It really is. Now, we talked about, uh, you know, online influence. I want to ask you, do you have any influencers that you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration, Dana?
1: Oh, my gosh. I probably should have been prepared for this question, huh? <laughs> um, Who do I follow online? Well, I do follow people online that really appeal to me, I guess. Like, I think there are uh, skills that are really much more, are are easily translated to learning online. So, like, I personally love to follow Justin Livingston. I don't know if you know who he is.
0: I don't, but I'm gonna certainly track him down with your endorsement here.
1: um, He works with a woman named Callan Rush. They have a company together out of Vancouver, BC. Uh, It used to be called Wealth Through Workshops, and they changed the name of their business just recently. And she leads; she's all about filling workshop seats, right? So it's for workshop leaders and seminar leaders and how to fill your events. And he is a marketing genius. He's behind the scenes he's coming more and more out and doing his own events where he teaches people how to market effectively. He is one, he, I think he is the best affiliate marketer in the world right now. He's the most effective. uh, And he's a really great guy. And so I, I follow him. Um, I, I follow Marie Forleo because you know, how can you not?
0: Yeah, I get that. I get Marie's name a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I follow people who most people probably have never heard of, right? Like uh, Shannon Graham out of Santa Barbara, who is my friend who talked to me about the highest probability of the deepest transformation. You know, he only, he works with with seven clients a year who each pay him $150,000 to $500,000 for, to be coached by him, right? Um, and he is always has a fascinating conversation. He doesn't have, he, I think he has a one-page website. He He doesn't really keep up with his Facebook business page. But if you're friends with him on Facebook, you get to be part of that conversation. And it's a fascinating conversation.
0: Awesome. Great resources there. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from Justin Livingston, but I had Zach Johnson on uh, the podcast back on episode 87, and he might have something to say about uh, himself being the best affiliate marketer in the world. So
1: <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> we'll let them duke it out.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I'd love to see it. Now, next question is, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Well, I love to win or
1: hate to lose? So I'm going to be really honest. That is not the way I look at the world, Um, it's not about winning or losing. I'm much more interested in collaborating. I'm much more interested in finding a solution where everybody gets something out of it. Yeah, winning or losing is such a binary perspective. And it's, oh, I hate to say, I'm going to say this, and you may hang up on me now. But I think that, that that kind of view is what has gotten the world where it is today, where it's all about winning and losing. Uh, and that if we looked more for a uh, so solutions that in, are more inclusive than winning or losing, that that the more that we do that in all respects the better off we, we are as a society, as a community, as a business person, as a human being. One of the things that I find often is that uh, from, and I say business people because those are the people that I hang out with, right? But I, most of the people I know are entrepreneurs. And there's a whole set of, of business owners that believe that, that at, their role as a business owner is separate from their role as a uh, person at, their role as, as parent, their role as spouse, their role as friend, their role as community, uh, uh, civic person. Right. And that somehow that we can compartmentalize ourselves as human beings. But the truth is, is that how we do anything is how we do everything who we are anywhere is who we are everywhere and it makes so much more sense to as a business person who wants to grow the business and live a satisfying life to remember that we're holistic beings and trying to compartmentalize ourselves actually leads to more stress and bringing us our all the parts of ourselves together and asking uh, ourselves deep inside what, what will satisfy us, what are we looking for, what is important, what are we up to, what are we committed to as a whole, and then having each part, each role that we play work towards there is a much more satisfying way to be.
0: Yeah, great perspective. And, uh, you know, we took a little bit of a philosophical turn there. And that might be (laughs) another show, Dana, in the future. Appreciate that very much. Now, I want you to boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about finding our passion and launching a business around that passion?
1: You know, I think that there's really two schools, two ways to look at this. You either have uh, uh, something that you're really good at that, uh, that you could turn into a business and follow that because if you're good at it, then you'll tend to be passionate about it. Or there's something that you are, again, you're good at it, but maybe it's not what you're passionate about. Like everybody else tells you, God, you should do more of that because you're so great at that and you're kind of not exactly sure if that's really what you want to do. I, my feeling about it always is, well, do what people are asking of you for long enough until you can figure out what it is that you really are passionate about. And be kind to yourself and give yourself time. You know, sometimes we want things to move way, way, way faster than really we have the ability to keep up with or that our minds or our brains uh, can move at. So follow, you know, follow your heart, but also follow your skills.
0: Yep, so important to identify that skill and uh, yeah, cultivate those skills and use them. Absolutely, um, great insights there. If people want to learn more about you and your business and how you can help them,
1: Dana, how can they connect? Well, they can go to my website at danacorey.com and there are a few different ways that somebody can work with me. And you just click that, and it sends you it sends me a note, and we we'll, we can connect that way or. Feel free to friend me on Facebook. I'm really easy to find. Uh, it's facebook.com, Dana Corey. And um, I also much prefer having real friends on Facebook than through the business page. So feel free to send me a, a friend request and just send me a message saying, I heard you on Bizzy, and uh, I'm, I want to be friends and then I'll know you're a real person.
0: Dana, you've given us some great insights, some great perspective. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I really appreciate it. You take care.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob.
0: Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to bidsy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bizzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bizzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy's Small Business Society today.